Hello everyone, thank you for listening and watching the Football Betting Podcast with myself Tom Pipkin and my co-host Tom Walker. We are back, the international break is over, we've got a full fixture list across the Premier League Championship, League One and League Two to sink our teeth into this weekend. Uh, if you are not a member of Matchbook yet, they sponsor the podcast, you can get a £30 money back as a free bet sign-up offer if you use the code TFBPODCAST. When you register for a matchbook.com account, so please do check that one out. But yeah, Tom, good to be back after a very, very slim docket of games last week. Yeah, we did the best we could. We wanted to put a show out. Um, we absolutely love League One and League Two. So, you know, it, it was a no-brainer for us to to put something out. Obviously, slim pickings, but as you said, full slate is back, as is your cowboy hat. The cowboy hat is back by popular demand. That's right. <laughs> I think by popular demand, you're, you're talking about 25 Twitter likes and two comments, one of which is your childhood friend. That is a, a resounding endorsement of the hat for me. So mm. it's back again for another week. Um, hopefully it'll bring us some better luck this week. But yeah, today, today, uh, this Saturday is April Fool's Day, I noticed. So hopefully there are going to be no jokers in the pack. This weekend, I wonder how many podcasters have made that joke ahead of the weekend. I don't know. Um, I think plenty. There's me thinking that I'm being a little bit original and fancy saying something like that. But yeah, you're probably right. You're probably not. <laughs> no, I'm probably I'm probably being bad. Also, I just want to give a really quick shout out uh, for those on video wearing a Radcliffe Olympic jersey sponsored by the band Feeder. Uh, this is mine and Tom's kind of childhood club. Uh, so yeah, just want to give them a quick shout out at ROFC1876 on Twitter. Third oldest club in Nottinghamshire, they claim, Tom. Oh, really? They're going to start paying us for this marketing we're doing for them? Yeah, they are. Okay. <laughs> right. Well, Radcliffe Olympic will be in the Premier League one day. Uh, should we start Should we start there, Tom? Yes, let's. So all the odds we're going to read out on the show today are taken from matchbook.com. We'll go through each of the Premier League games and then we'll pick through our favourites from the Championship League 1 and League 2. So uh, Premier League gets started with a cracker on Saturday at 12.30. It's Manchester City against Liverpool. Uh, 1.66 is the price for Man City, 4.5 for the draw and 5.7 for Liverpool. Um Worth noting, I suppose, from my research here, that Man City haven't kept a clean sheet against Liverpool for eight consecutive games. Um, the last seven of the last eight have been both teams to score. Um, it kind of lended me to look down the line of Man City to win and both teams to score, which is priced at 3.35 with Matchbook. Um, and I'm just thinking... Liverpool are a real kind of Jekyll and Hyde, you know, their home form compared to their away form. We've seen them uh, draw blanks in four of their last five away games across all competitions. Uh, That includes three of the last four in the Premier League. um, Three defeats, one draw, one victory in the last five. So really struggling on the road. Uh, Last Premier League game, they lost 1-0 away at Bournemouth. So despite the fact that, you know, at home they can smash Man U 7-0 or whatever it was, really struggle away from home. And yeah, Man City firing on all cylinders, really, especially at the Etihad. They scored six and seven in the last two games at home. So um, 
I'm not going to say they're going to smash Liverpool, but I think it's going to be an, an entertaining game with plenty of goals that will ultimately uh, see Man City come out on top for me. I'm going to give I'm going to give a double-edged sword here. I'm going to give Liverpool a nice big hug and tell everyone that Liverpool are back. And then as we're embracing, I'm going to stick my knife into the back because <laughs> I think they're they're obviously they're they're crazy wobble where they looked horrendous. I think that's obviously over. I think that's fair to say. But I'm still not ready to back a team who have earned less points on the road than Southampton, Leicester and Aston Villa this season. Um, yeah, if this was at Anfield, completely different story. They got the third best home record in the division with a game in hand on Arsenal. So they could, would have gone two points uh, off the top of the home record table. Hashtag you'll never sing that. Um, so yeah, uh, not ready to back Liverpool on the road. And you took my tip. Man City to uh, win and both teams to score. Cool. Well, let's move on to the next game then. It's FC Bournemouth against Fulham. Uh, 2.7 for Bournemouth, 3.4 for the draw and 2.92 for Fulham. So Bournemouth, the favourites for this one at home. Uh, Do you think they can get the win? Yes. I'm obviously... I think Fulham have been brilliant this season. They've, They've clearly had a little wobble. Right, both mentally and and result wise. Uh, last time out, of course, Marco Silva, Mitro sent off. Lots of uh, oh, and uh, William as well. Right, um, it was three within the space of a a few moments um, in that three-one defeat. They did take the lead, and I think we got to give them a little bit of, of kind of credit in the last three that they've lost they've gone away to Brentford that's it's not easy that really isn't easy that's a tough game they've played Arsenal at home Emmanuel away I'm not ready to to be back in Bournemouth what are we basing this on a, a home win over Liverpool who I met just mentioned there away form uh they lost to to Villa 3-0 uh last time out in the Premier League they've they weren't in cup action they've had a little bit more time to rest I I just I don't know whether to go for a wounded Fulham with, you know, no manager, no winger and no striker or what am I doing? Basing this Bournemouth thing off one result. I'm just I'm just not buying it either way. OK, uh, I do think Bournemouth will get a goal at least. They've scored in eight of their last nine games uh, home and away across all competitions. So it's a, it's a short price, but potentially want to stick in to boost odds of an accumulator. It's 1.33 for Bournemouth to score. Uh, yeah, I'm on, that. I'm on sheet. That. Yeah, I think they'll definitely get a goal. Uh, okay, moving into Arsenal against Leeds then. 1.3 for Arsenal, 6.4 for the draw and 12.0 for Leeds. Um, I know Leeds have uh, got a good win before the international breakaway at Wolves. Prior to that, another creditable tour draw against Brighton at home, but surely getting anything against this Arsenal side, especially aware at the Emirates is going to be a, a step too far for them. Arsenal obviously in fantastic form at home. Um, yeah, they've won four of the last six. They've scored at least three goals in those in four of those six games. Um, yeah, I think Arsenal should win this one fairly comfortably. If they if Leeds scored, wouldn't entirely surprise me. But yeah, I think Arsenal to win. Very short price though. Yeah, happy to agree and move on. Uh, Brighton against Brentford next. 1.71 for Brighton, 4.2 for the draw, and 5.5 for Brentford. This is one of those prices where you're looking at the games and I'm thinking, 5.5, 
for Brentford. Bloody hell. What a price that is. I, I, I know Brighton are, are a good side, but they're way too short here for me at 1.71. I don't know about you, because Brentford are capable of being any side on the day. They've been to Man City away and won. They've drawn against Arsenal. You know, they, this is a side in Brentford who are more than capable of getting a result. So to see them at 5.5, I was like, wow, I'm tempted to have a bit of that. Yeah, I, I mean, regular listeners to the show won't be surprised to hear that I'll be having a, a little flutter on Brentford, probably just in a single um, with, you know, what I can afford to lose on on a on a bet like that. I mean, two ways of looking at it, Tom. We're talking about Brentford here who have played 14 and lost one at home all season. Uh, and then away from home, how do you want to flip this stat to suit your argument, basically? They've played 13 games. They've only won three of them. But they have avoided defeat on nine of those occasions. So a draw looks likely to me. Uh, I also like the idea of both teams to score. Uh, I mean, the Ivan Tony thing, I, I, I've been saying it for so long. I'm wondering if he's ever going to get banned, to be honest. But whilst he's around... <laughs> um, you know, they've got a fully-fledged England international officially now um, leading the line. He has been absolutely outstanding all season. With him, there's always a chance. And, of course, De Zerbi, um is obviously a really attacking manager who has kind of evolved what Graham Potter started. I was actually surprised to see both teams to score, yes, at 1.81. I actually think that's pretty healthy. I thought it'd be a lot shorter than that. Uh, these are two teams who, you know, particularly in Brentford, are, are way better going forward than they are at the back. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Um, let's move on to the next game then. Palace against Leicester. Another three o'clock. Plenty of three o'clocks to sink our teeth into today. 2.66 is the price for Palace. Um, 3.35 for the draw and 3.05 for Leicester. Of course, Palace, prior to the international break, or maybe during the international break, can't remember, sat Patrick Vieira, brought back Roy Hodgson. Uh, will they get a new manager bounce from, from old Roy? Roy the boy? Oh, I'm not so sure myself. Um, not sold on the appointment. You know, It doesn't seem like a particularly motivating one um, for the guys at the club already. I, I don't know. I, in terms of this game, as you can probably tell by my ramblings, I don't know where to turn. <laughs> no wins in 13 for Palace, no wins in six for Leicester. Uh, you know, four last, four losses in a row for Palace as well. I I don't know. Do not know. I think if I think Roy Hodgson doesn't get this job at any other club, does he? Like no. if Forest, Southampton, uh Leeds, Leicester, all these teams in trouble, if they all sack their managers tomorrow morning, there's no way Roy the boy would get a call. After what happened at Watford, uh, I think there's still a large, mem a large number of the playing squad that were kind of under Roy, and you know they did have a, a good solid spell. I would say um, I'm going to go for under 2.5 here at 1.78. I think the first thing Roy's going to do, and what he's always done at clubs, is is make them difficult to beat, and that means they'll sacrifice. A bit of uh, goal scoring. Uh, I think Leicester are capable of notching. Um, I think Leicester will have most of the ball and, and dominate the game. But I, I even if they win 1-0, I can't see Leicester racking up 
many more than that because Roy's going to go in there and uh, Palace is going to be mm-hmm. tough to beat. It's 1.78. Um, it's kind of based off a hunch and, and Roy Hodgson's kind of previous managerial style than statistics. But uh, I think that's what I'd go for. Yeah, okay. Um, just a little look at the outright market. 6.5 is the price of Palace to get relegated still. They're the highest priced team of all the of all the teams in that bottom eight. You know, that, and it surprises me because they're on woeful form. They've played more games than pretty much everybody else as well down there. And they're only four points off the bottom of the league. Yeah. I think they're I think they're in dreadful form and they're, they're banging with a massive chance that isn't really reflected in the odds at the moment, personally. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I think maybe the ex- the expectation is that you know they they'll pull away and finish mid table like they do every single year. But got to see yeah. a bit of an improvement before that happens. Yeah. Uh, finally, then in the three o'clockers, Forest against Wolves, uh, three point one the price for Forest, three point two for the draw, and two point seven for Wolves. Um, Go on, how's this one going to go? Are we going to win? Are we going to claw ourselves away from the relegation zone or is our rot going to continue, do you reckon? No, the rot to continue. Um, a low quality, bad-tempered, uh, kind of scrappy fight of a draw, I think this will be. Uh, both teams, I mean, Wolves in particular, desperate to get a result after that loss against Bournemouth. And Forrest, you know, worst uh, team over the last eight games in the Premier League. Couple of tiny little rumours that Steve Cooper may face a sack if Forrest don't win this game. I think uh, going back to the Carabao Cup game, Tom, we spoke off air before we came on. Gibbs White winding everybody up. Jack Colback getting involved as well. It, it was a really, really spicy you know, horrible affair, really, from a disciplinary uh, point of view. And obviously, Wolves in their last game had two men sent off as well against uh, against Bournemouth. So, you know, keep your eye out for those card markets. I think Morgan Gibbs White, Tom, is someone you've got your eye on. Yeah, Morgan Gibbs White. He is uh, generally a, a price across the sports books of around three point five to get a card. Um, yeah, lots of the individual players in the card market are, are very short. Um, for Forest and Wolves this weekend. But yeah, as you can imagine, after what you're saying about the uh, the feisty cup tie that there was, you know, the, the melee that was there, Morgan gives White winding them up with his uh, fingers and ears. Eee. Little celebration. Um, yeah, I think plenty of cards. Feisty one, agree, low scoring, uh, probably a one-all draw or something like that. Yeah, one-all. I mean, I can see, I'm looking at the amounts, kind of state on Matchbook. Most of it's on the draw, then a decent chunk on Forest and barely anything on Wolves. I I don't know if I can see Forest losing, and I, you know, I don't know if I can see Forest winning either. So, I think a draw, and uh, yeah, no team making any progress. I think is the uh, likely result. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Chelsea against Villa then one point seven three for Chelsea, three point nine for the draw, and five point nine for. Aston Villa, um, another one here. Um, look, Chelsea. Chelsea are too short still for me at the moment. I know they're unbeaten in four across all competitions. Um, only lost one of the last six at home, but I just, 
I just don't know, Villa. They're on a good run. They've won three of the last four in the league. Uh, those three wins all come into nil. Um, they've won three of the last five away from home. I think this is a tricky game for Chelsea. Very tricky. Um, I feel like I could probably see any outcome, to be honest here. Yeah, big, big unders energy for me here. Uh, 1.93 is the under 2.5. I, I think it's important to remember that Chelsea defensively um, under two different managers and through a absolutely horrendous run of form where everyone's questioning them has led them to uh, the fourth best defence in the league. So they, you know, despite the fact conceding two against Everton, very out of character, you know, through the season, they've been really, really solid in terms of keeping the goals out. They're clearly working on how to put them in at the other end, which is another argument for uh, this bet. In terms of Chelsea, they've had 59.26% of all of their games go unders. Now, Villa, it is the opposite. Um, they've had 48.15% of their games go unders. Um but yeah, struggling to kind of find any kind of form at the moment. I just don't know if they will have enough to uh, squeak out against uh, a stubborn Chelsea side. Of course, they've got some goals in them and some goals in their last six. They're, they're a little bit of a bag of revels. But I think we'll know what we'll get from Chelsea and they'll uh, dictate the tempo and how this game's going to go. Yep. OK, uh, moving into Sunday then. Starts us off with... West Ham against Southampton. West Ham price at 1.79. The draw is 3.9 and Southampton at 5.3. Uh, another very big game towards the bottom of the league. Uh, these two sides both in the relegation side, relegation zone at time of recording. Um, something that I found in the old head-to-head -head market when I was doing my research. Um, the last 10 games in a row have all been over 2.5. So interesting. You know, you know, I love a good little head-to-head -head trend. Two point, two point one four, is the price for it to be a, an eleventh game in a row where it goes over two point five. I know that kind of defies a bit of logic, considering that it is maybe a a very cagey, no one wants to lose kind of game. But but you know, the the history is there between the two. At least one of the sides has scored three goals in the last six fixtures between these two as well. I think, I mean, what I'm going to say is going to completely contradict what you said. Um, so, so I think it depends on what kind of gambler you are. Um, yeah, the historical data, as you said, Tom, backs up that there's going to be a ton of goals. Uh, I actually had the opposite wrote down. I had the unders wrote down. Um, <laughs> Southampton, bang on 50-50 when it comes to uh, games going under or over 2.5. But West Ham, 73.08% of their games this season have been unders. Uh, I do like West Ham to win at 1.79. They've not lost any of their last five games at, uh, is it the London Stadium? Yeah, London Stadium. Uh, I, don't, I just had a bit of an issue there where I couldn't remember the name. Uh, under 2.5 is 1.8. So the bookies, Tom, are, are kind of on my side here. But uh, in terms of the, the over market, as you said, there's lots of data there. 
if you are that way inclined when it comes to uh, comes to your weekend bets. But yeah, I think West Ham and under. If you're interested, uh, I should have wrote this down. It's just come to my head now, so just bear with me. But uh, if you're interested in that West Ham and under, it's a nice 3.75. Uh, I could see maybe a 1 or 2-0. Okay, uh, finally then for the Premier League, we've got, oh no, it's not finally, I'm getting ahead of myself, we've got, oh, a, Monday no. night football. We've got a Monday night of football this week. Um, the last game on Sunday, Newcastle against Manchester United, 2.52 for Newcastle, 3.55 for the draw and 3.05 for Manchester United to get the win. Um, I... I didn't have anything too strongly to say on this particular game. Um, I feel like this is a really tough one to call personally. Why? Well, Man United are a good side. Newcastle are fairly good at home and improving now. Mm, I think the step up for me from Wolves and Forest to Man United is pretty gigantic. Of course... Of course, the nil-nil against Southampton at Old Trafford sticks out as a bit of a stinker. I get, I totally get that. Um, but I think Newcastle are going to be in for a bit of a rude awakening. If they think that they can put in the performance levels they showed at against Wolves at home and Forest away and, and beat a United side who are absolutely electric um, when they really want to be. You know, they've won over half... They've won, sorry, just under half of their games on the road. They've played 13, won six of them, drew two, lost five. Um, obviously, the the goals for and goals against aren't pretty reading because kind of harks back to that hilariously bad start they had at the start of the season when uh, I think people were backing them to get relegated and stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not ready to trust Newcastle again. Not yet. Yeah, well, personally, I just wouldn't have a bet on this particular game. But oh, well, there, you know, there is that option as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> are you not worried about Manu's away form at all? Like in the league, you know, they, they've won one of the last four. They drew a yeah. draw to Palace, lost away at Arsenal, lost away at Liverpool. So beat Leeds 2-0. It's, like, it's the fourth best in the league. I am I know what you're saying. It's, it's not been all roses right now. Uh, and I'm sure Newcastle are looking for some revenge for that Carabao Cup defeat. But uh, yeah, for me, if, if they can get Rashford purring and Bruno Fernandes ticking, I, I just think they'll have too much for a, a Newcastle team who we're, we're all of a sudden you know, thinking that they might be able to beat United based off results against two bad, bad teams. Like okay. Forest and um, Wolves are bad at the moment. Yeah, we are. Yeah, really we are. Bad. Uh, okay, finally then, Monday night football, Everton against Spurs, 3.55 for Everton, 3.45 for the draw and 2.3 for Spurs. It feels like Everton play at home every bloody week <laughs> at the moment. Um, I, I'm actually going to go for Everton to win it, 3.55 if I had to pick anything. Um, they've won three of the last four home games uh, and that includes three of the four home games they've played under Sean Dyche. They've won them all 1-0. Uh, the only lot on that copybook is losing 2-0 to, to Villa. Um, I just think with Spurs, they, yes, they've sat Conte, but what, Conte's assistants taking charge? What kind of new... There's no, not going to be a new manager bounce. He's just a continuity person, isn't he? 
up until the end of the season. Yeah, I think I think you could argue. I think Tottenham would argue they've shown their best form when Conte was recovering from surgery under this yeah. under this team. Uh, there must be a reason why they've stuck around. Uh, by the way, it sounds like I'm leading up to to backing Tottenham. I'm absolutely not. I'm I'm backing <laughs> I'm backing Everton as well, Tom. Uh, Spurs are an absolute circus, and if Kane can't get it going, then seems like nobody can. So yeah, I, I'm willing to to roll the dice with Everton. Oh, I like mm-hmm. it. Hey, okay. Uh, well, that wraps up the Premier League. Then um, we'll just have a little look again at that matchbook sign-up offer for you, and then we'll go through the Championship, League One and League Two. Yeah, we're really, really uh, grateful to the continued sponsorship of matchbook uh you can get a 30 pounds back as a free bet if your first bet loses offer uh, with the code tfb podcast so for example if you did want to back uh, newcastle against united and you're a bit nervous about it you wanted a little bit of a safety net sign up to matchbook back newcastle um with matchbook and then when i'm right and man united win then you'll get that money back as a free bet to reinvest into something else on the Matchbook website. Of course, a couple of T's and C's, so give them a read. And, of course, everything, including the show in general, is for over 18 years of age. Well, people over 18 years of age. Yep. Um, okay. Uh, championship, then. I'll get us kicked off with uh, with one that I like this weekend. Um, I think Bristol City will win at home to Reading. Um, it's... That's a price, sorry. 1.85 is the price for Bristol City. I feel like it's been a long, 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 long time since we've tipped Bristol City on the pod. Um, but yeah, they play Reading this weekend. Reading, very good at home. They've got the seventh best home record. They've won 10 of their 19 games at home. Away, however, worst in the league. They've won just three of 19, losing 14 on the road. Um, yeah, very, very poor travellers. Um, they've not kept a clean sheet in 13 consecutive games across all competitions, home and away. And Bristol City, whilst they are, they're kind of similar to, to Reading in the fact that they're very good at home and, and not so good away. They've lost the last two games in the Championship. They've both been away. But at home, uh, in the league, they're unbeaten in 2023. The last defeat came on the 26th of December on Boxing Day to West Brom uh, after that unbeaten in six winning four drawing two um so yeah they you know they beat Norwich beat Hull beat Blackpool beat Birmingham drew with drew with Blackburn and drew with Wigan so I think they've got more than enough at Ashton Gate to uh, beat these really poor travellers in Reading I'm going to rewind the clock a little bit and go for Friday night so if you're listening to the pod make sure you take a quick glance at the Friday night fixture We're not going to spend too much time on it. It's Burnley against Sunderland. I mean, what do you want me to read out? Burnley, basically a Premier League side at this stage, unbeaten at home all season, uh, not lost in any of the last 22 home games. They've been selling season tickets for about a month now for next season, kind of knowing that they're going to be in the Premier League and riding that wave um, of kind of excitement from the fans. And Sunderland, I think it's, you know, it's never you never say never in the championship, but I think their playoff campaign is probably gone now. But I think it's been a really good kind of first season back. Um, they've only won one of the last six games, and I think the wheels have come off 
a little bit, but I, I think we need to remember, I think it's easy to forget with Sunderland that they had newly promoted and they had a League One team last season. So a great first season and a platform to go on again. Uh, again, really short, so not going to spend too much time on it. Burnley, 1.48. OK, uh, up next for me, we'll speak about another potential promotion candidate, Middlesbrough, away at Huddersfield. Middlesbrough priced at 1.74 for the victory. Um, potentially, I, I know I appreciate this is one of them sticky games where Huddersfield are fighting for their lives down, down at the bottom. Um, you know, eight games to play for them. They're three points away from uh, getting out of the relegation zone. But if Middlesbrough have got any design to to get out of this league, especially automatically, this is the game, like the kind of game they need to be winning. If they win this game, Sheffield United got a tough game away at Norwich. They could leapfrog Sheffield United and um, and go into that second place, which will give them a, a massive mental boost, I think, if they can do so. Away from home, Middlesbrough have been pretty good. They've won five of the last seven games. Um, I, I just think they're going to have too much for Huddersfield, even though Huddersfield are, are showing something and showing some fight under Warnock. It's not going to be easy, but I think Middlesbrough's quality will show through. Until Sabri, I was never happy. Sabri Lamushi, uh, former favourite of ours, Tom, now obviously in the dugout at Cardiff. I hope they've carried on that song because there's a bloody banger that was. Um, where, the Welsh Derby, Tom. Uh, Cardiff at home against Swansea. I'm going to be back in the Bluebirds, I think. Um, yeah. And this is, you know, Cardiff have been decent. They've won three of their last six games. They've, they've also not been great in that time as well. But at home, they seem to be pretty solid. And then I'm looking at Swansea, and even though they won the, the last time out in... But I knew Cardiff and Bristol City was a like a rivalry, but I didn't know Swansea and Bristol City was a rivalry. Apparently it is. Oh, really? Yeah. If you're a Swansea or Bristol City fan, please get in touch to confirm or deny. Anyway, Swansea won 2-0. That was their first win in six games, and on the road is where I'm looking at them. You know, they've not won in any of their last five uh, on the travels, and we spoke before. There's just a bit of a rubbish feeling, really, about Swansea at the moment. Historically, Tom Swansea do have the upper hand. Uh, it's three games now uh, where they have avoided defeat against the Bluebirds. But at two point five eight, I think there's more on the table for Cardiff. And they're not safe yet, uh, and there's lots of work to do there. And, and Swansea just kind of milling around, just kind of waiting for the summer of change that's inevitably to come. So 2.58, Sabri. Cool. Um, I'm going to go for West Brom at home to Millwall and West Brom to win to nil, if you want to add a little bit extra to that. I feel like West Brom are quite a low-key, fantastic, bloody unbelievable home side. They've won nine of the last ten games at home. Each of those nine victories at home have been to nil. I feel like that's a real like underrated yeah, run they're on here. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's gone on since the 1st of November. So this is a long sustained run at home where they've not conceded a goal aside from one against Blackburn Rovers on the 15th of February, which was an 89th minute equaliser. So they were so close to uh, you know having this 
fantastic unbeaten run, no goals conceded. Um, and yeah, they, they play a Millwall side who are very hit and miss really at the moment, aren't they? Kind of win one, lose one. They've they've won two of the last five. They've won two, lost two, drawn one. They're, I don't know what I'm going to get from Millwall at the moment from one week to the next. So yeah, for me, West Brom to continue this fantastic run at home. I um I have a bit of a scary one, but I want to read yeah. it out anyway. Uh, I'm back That's in scary. bottom of the league with an asterisk. So okay. Wigan uh, against QPR, massive relegation fight this one. 24th for Wigan, 19th for QPR. So Wigan, obviously, you know, one of those sides that they are hunting down is QPR. So they need to win this, I think. Uh, reasons I want to back Wigan. They've drew three of their last six and they've played some really tough games in this time. And I think they've been getting some good results against good sides. So a draw away at Watford, I think that's a good point. A draw at home to Coventry, that's good. They got clapped 3-0 away at Burnley, whatever. They lost 1-0 away at West Brom, very unfortunately as well. Tom, you just read out West Brom's sparkling form. Uh, a draw against Birmingham, I'm not overly pleased about that, but I believe that was Sean Maloney's first game, so we'll give him give him some uh, some credit there. In terms of QPR, their results have been pretty bad, and you know, the only thing that scares me is it's been an international break, and who do I want in charge of? You know, who do I trust more to get? the most out of their squads over a week's break. Sean Maloney or Gareth Ainsworth? And I think it's Gareth Ainsworth. However, I think QPR will go there to try and not lose and try and build something. And if Gareth Ainsworth's Wickham sides or anything to go by, they'll try and build from the back. This will be low margin. But I've been so impressed with Wigan, even in defeat and even in draws, that I think that they will have their tails up. They're at home. And they'll go for it a bit more. 2.52 first goal scores. Their first goal wins, I think. Okay, cool. I like it. Um, any more in the champ for you? Shall we move to League One? Yeah, moving on. Kick us off. Right, let's get this kicked off with... Uh, oh, we're going to go there. We're going to go there with dartboard. a bit of a scare. Again. It's dartboard time. 180. Peterborough United, we're going to go there. Mm. Uh, home to Oxford. <laughs> 1.81 for Peterborough. Um, let us down a lot this season. Um, they're a dartboard team for a reason. And we could well be jinxing them again, but they're on a fantastic run at the moment. They've won four of the last five games. Oxford, on the other hand, haven't won in 11 consecutive games. You know, They, they sacked uh, Carl Robinson. It's not resulted in an upturn of... Of form as of yet, um, they've got no clean sheets in seventeen consecutive games. You know these are some really bad stats for Oxford um, and Peterborough. Yeah, doing pretty well, scoring plenty of goals. They they put five past Burton, then they put three past Lincoln and broke Lincoln's unbeaten home record. Uh, and then last time out last weekend, they they won two 0 against Derby County to close the gap to the playoffs to just one point. So yeah, it's a fantastic opportunity for. Peterborough to um, get into the playoffs. You know, Derby have got a tough game against Ipswich, which I'm going to touch on 
shortly as well. Um, so yeah, Peterborough win this game. There's every chance that come five o'clock they could be in the playoffs um, and deservedly so with their run of form they've been on recently. I was going to mention the uh, the Ipswich game, but I'm going to leave that now because you've teed it up nicely and I don't want to steal your, <laughs> your moment. I will briefly, briefly talk about Barnsley who have what looks like a run-of-the-mill home game against Morecambe. Uh, this is fourth against 22nd and the form reads like it's fourth against 22nd. Morecambe? <laughs> I was going to say Morecambe uh, haven't won in their last seven games. They've only won one game on the road all season. They have managed five draws, but it is 13 defeats from the, uh, from the 19. It's Really not pretty. And Barnsley, uh, despite a quite surprise, I mean, Exeter are decent. They In midweek, they went all the way down to Exeter to lose 3-1. Not great, but also I think, you know, credit to Exeter. They can cause anybody, uh, anybody issues, I think. Last time out at home, Barnsley, a 4-2 win over rivals in terms of geographically and promotion. Um, over Sheffield Wednesday. I think that's all we kind of need to look at in terms of this game. 1.37 for Barnsley. It is skinny. Yeah, it is, but um, they should definitely get the job done, I'm sure, this weekend. Um, I'll talk about Ipswich then, as I uh, yeah. kind of touched yeah. on them previously, and you've, you've so kindly let me read this one out. So Ipswich are 2.24 away at Derby County this weekend. Um, two sides on contrasting form, really, at the moment, at, at the a key time of the season. Ipswich, they're really motoring along nicely now in search of that uh, automatic promotion place is one of the two. Um, they're three points behind Sheffield Wednesday. They've, no, they're four points behind Sheffield Wednesday and they've played a game less, so um, they could close that gap to just one point if they win this game. Um They've won six in a row. They've not they've not conceded a goal for seven consecutive games. Uh, motoring along, as I say, very nicely. And then Derby starting to wobble at the wrong time. Uh, they've been so reliable and so good at home for large portions of the season. But you know, in their last five games, they've won just one. They've lost three. They're conceding plenty of goals. They've conceded at least two goals in five consecutive games. Um, yeah, it's just not working for Derby at the moment. I've seen people criticise Paul Warren on social media saying if plan A doesn't work, there's no kind of plan B or plan C. They, you know, This is a side that's struggling and they're up against the, the most informed side in the league right now. And to get Ipswich, who are usually really short in their odds at 2.24, this has got to be the biggest price Ipswich have been for a long time, surely. And I'm going to take it. Yeah, I'll take it to uh, Derby falling away just at the wrong moment, it looks like. Oh, boo-hoo, boo-hoo. Yeah, cry me a river. Right, uh, Port Vale, I'm going to be backing. Uh, they are, I mean, Port Vale, kind of a, a nothing game for them. So that does concern me a little bit because they're playing against a Cambridge side who are second from bottom and, and fighting for their lives. But, you know, I, I'm hoping that Daryl Clark and kind of what I don't know anything about Daryl Clark's personality, really. But I think he's the kind of manager who won't let his team, you know, kind of be beachy and flip floppy and and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. let's have a look at Cambridge because this is where it, it all leads to. 
it's 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 bad it's bad reading for them. Uh, no wins in their last six. They're away record this season, so they've played eighteen games. They've won two, drew two, and lost fourteen, and they haven't won any of their last eleven on the road. I mean, Port Vale have been decent. I would say they're just very mid table. They're very mid table in all metrics: home form, away form, goals scored, goals against. The xG, it's it's all exactly where you imagine Port Vale to be. In League One, it's that kind of 12th to 16th little cushion. Uh, but yeah, they're playing against a team here with the worst attack. Um, and they've obviously got the worst away record. You won't be surprised to hear they're not even in double figures for points um, this season. And it's looking really bleak for them. Just the four points yielded over the last eight games. So I think this could be a sneaky one, Tom. 1.85. Like it, it mm. is a little bit skinnier than what I thought what I thought, but I think it will be one of those comfortable, like little no frills bets. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Know what you mean? Uh, any more in league one? No. And now, and now I am worried about league two. I'm, yeah. I am concerned how we're going to handle Me this. Too. Uh, every week we don't have a lot to talk about, do we in league two at the moment? It's been like this for a while. Mm. Um, it's a very unpredictable league. I've noticed it's quite a low scoring league as well um, at the moment. Lots of games tend to be under 2.5 goals. Um, yeah, I've just got one thing that I want to read out in League Two. So if you have any, then <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a bit of time to look if you need to look. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I've not. I've not I'm, I'm praying to God you don't have the same thing as I do. But I, I do have one tip. And I'm actually pretty hot on it as well. I'm really excited about it. Is it Northampton? No, it's not. But I, I did, I did flirt with that idea. So I'll, I'll let you take it away okay. with your, with your cobblers. Well, I think Northampton will win at home to Stevenage this weekend. They're priced at two point six to do so. Uh, this is second against third in the League Two table. Stevenage still clinging on to that automatic promotion spot, despite their really poor recent form. Um, Northampton been the big winners, I'd say, from the last few weeks. Other teams around them have wobbled. They've kind of put a run together and gone up into those automatic promotion spots. They've won three in a row. Uh, no goals conceded in any of those three. No losses in seven overall. Um, they've won seven consecutive games head-to-head against Stevenage. So they've got that fantastic record as well that they can... Uh, count on and Steven is just really poor travellers away from home they've won one of the last 10 um, League 2 away games and that was a 3-2 win against Wimbledon uh, other than that lots of draws in there a few defeats but generally very very much struggling on the road um, they've won 14 of their 19 at home so yeah that goes to show a lot of their points have come at home on the road very much a mid-table side so, yeah, for me, Stevenage, poor travellers, poor form, poor head-to-head record against Northampton. So, Northampton at 2.6. Looks like it could be a good price. Yeah. Um, Sam Hoskins became the first Northampton player to hit 20 goals in the season since I don't, the, the birth of Christ. I can't remember what the date was, but long, long, long you, time. You mentioned Can I put in whilst you mentioned Sam Hoskins? Yeah, I want yeah. a canvas opinion of, of yours and, and the listeners. So mm. I've got my goal 
my goal scorer travel is currently on uh, for championship top goal scorer, league one top goal scorer, and league two top goal scorer. Um, championship, I've got Big Tubes. He's currently leading the way. League one, I've got Johnson Clark Harris. And League Two, I've got Sam Hoskins. So we're in a good place, I feel. Do you, do you think yeah. I'm on to a winner? Or do you think Andy Cook could do more is in League Two and how many goals they've got? This Andy could fill the League Two this could fill the League Two segment quite nicely. So let's let's take a deep dive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Andy Cook, mate. I think he's uh, he's got he's a few in front at the moment. He's on. I'm just looking now on the BBC website. Yeah, he's got 22. Hoskins has got 20. Oi, you, you, he'll catch him. He'll catch him. I hope. I think I trust I Northampton so. to have a, a sustained period of form over Bradford, personally. Um, yeah, I like Johnson Clark Harris. I think that's looking fairly Tish. sure. And so Akpom in the championship, that's looking good. It's just Hoskins. I just need Big Sam to do his thing and uh, come through for me. What price did you get on that? Oh, let me tell you. Okay. Let's fill more well, time. Well, I'll tell, tell you what. what. I'll read out my bet and you can build the suspense and uh, let us know what you're, uh, what you're running at. So I'm really excited about this one. Um, it's going to take a brave man or woman to back this team but I think you'll be rewarded uh, it is Barrow against Gillingham so Barrow definitely having the better season this season they are you know kind of in an outside chance of a playoff spot they are currently six points off they've played a game more than Bradford who they're chasing and then we're having a look at Gillingham down in 17th uh, seemingly with not much to play for. However, Gillingham have been the best team in League Two, everybody, since the turn of the year. So obviously they had that brilliant January transfer window where they came in, uh, the own new owners came in. They obviously stuck through with Neil Harris, even though they were looking like relegation fodder. They came in, they strengthened, they strengthened wisely. They didn't go too crazy. Uh, they just added some really key pieces and, and some really good quality players, which, you know, at any level is important. But at, you know, at League Two level, uh, one or two superstars at that level can really carry you. Um, so they've been the best team uh, in the year so far. Barrow, like, don't get me wrong. This is a tough game for uh, Gillingham. But I, there's a couple of results in there recently that make me feel that Barrow might be losing their grip on this uh, on this playoff drive. So they beat Wimbledon, a poor side at home last time out. Then they lost away at Harrogate. I'm not thrilled with that. They drew at home Sutton. I think that's an okay result. They beat Warsaw away, 1-0. Okay, sure. They drew to Salford. Uh, and then before that, they did beat Stockport. So we got to give them some credit there. Um, you know, this is also a team that recently has lost to Doncaster and Newport. I just think Gillingham are in a vibe. And Gillingham, are, I think we spoke about it before, Tom, they're the, the, the Leicester City. So remember when Leicester survived relegation, they had some form, had some momentum. And then obviously they added one or two little pieces and they went on and they won the Premier League. 
Gillingham mm-hmm. might do something similar where they're building now and using this end of season basically as pre-season. It's pre-pre-season. So, yeah, keep an eye on Gillingham for the, the remainder of the season and into next season. And they're priced beautifully at 365 um, I think we could look back at that and that could be an absolutely corking price. Yeah. Yep, for sure. Um, and to end the suspense, if anyone cares about my treble, it was 48 to 1 and I've got a tenner on it. Love it. I don't think anyone gave one hoot about what I said because everyone was thinking about your treble. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest with you. I had halfway through when I was talking, I was thinking, I wonder if anyone's actually even listening right now. Can't blame. No, can't. Um, <laughs> anyway, and no more then. Shall we wrap it up? Wrap it up? Yeah, we'll wrap it up. Um, last week's treble was rubbish. Move on. Tom, read out this week's treble. Yeah, uh, we've had two rubbish ones in a row. So let's hope this one brings us back to form. Um, Barnsley to beat Morecambe. Middlesbrough to win away at Huddersfield and Peterborough to win at home to Oxford. You know it's a slim pickings when you put a dartboard team on the treble, yeah. but it is what it is. Uh, 4.31 is the price for the treble. So £10 example stake would pay £43, 10 pence back. They've got that short. Peterborough got a win. They've, they've got to win. That treble's got a win. Yeah. It, it, Oxford, what did I say? Oxford, no clean sheet for 17 consecutive games, no wins in 13 or something yeah, like that. They're, they're an absolute like, come on. Yeah, they're a joke. So, Peterborough, with all the attacking threats at their disposal, surely, surely going to get it done. If they uh, don't win this, they're going as the bullseye on the dartboard. Yeah, 100. They're going to replace Bradford. Yeah. Who we've not yeah. mentioned for a couple of shows because we're so mad at them. Yep. Uh, Okay, well, normally we would have a look at fancy football, but it's been international break, so we'll skip that for a week. Uh, We would dive straight into social media and beg for some follows, really. Uh, So T underscore FB podcast. So now it's going to be uninterrupted between now and the end of the season. So you are looking at content such as midweek Twitter tips, recaps, Towards the end of the season, we're going to have a little glance back at mine and Tom's pre-season predictions. We're going to go head-to-head. We're also going to go together as a pod to see how we've done, see how many we've predicted correctly. There is This is the best time of the year, right? This is the best bit of the season when the trophies are, are all being fought for and the relegation positions are being scrapped for. So join us. Join in with a conversation. T underscore FB podcast. Yeah, and if you love the hat, um, please drop me a comment as well. <laughs> it might come back next week, who knows. <laughs> um, no, if you have enjoyed the show, guys, in all seriousness, please do leave us a rating or review wherever you listen to your podcast. And as Tom said, get in touch on social media and uh, yeah, let us know what bets you've got on for the weekend and if you managed to bag any winners. Um, but yeah, that's all for today's pod. We'll be back at the same time next week for next weekend's features. Good luck for the weekend, guys, and thanks for listening.